Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez, and you have tuned in to the CFA Church Podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. Turn to your neighbor and say, welcome to Hurricane Sunday. Hey, what a, what a better Sunday than Hurricane Sunday to get baptized right after church, right? <clears throat> and if you're watching online, here's how that works. You just walk outside and just lift your hands up and, and, and text one of us and we'll pray with you. But um, hey, we just want to wanna welcome everybody, especially if you're watching this on Facebook Live uh, this morning. We want to encourage you, hit the share button, maybe tag somebody that you know needs a word this morning. Get out your note sheets, grab your copy of God's Word, turn to Deuteronomy chapter 5, Deuteronomy chapter 5. We're going to dive right into the Word of God this morning. I've got a, a word that I really feel like is strategic for this morning, and the word that I want to share with you is simply about being overwhelmed, overwhelmed. And I want to take a little bit of a different angle on it because it's, it's, during these, it's during these storms, right, that there's some obvious things that might overwhelm us. Uh, just the fear of the, the unknown, the fear of what's going to happen, and uh, am I in a flood area, or do I have friends and family? A lot of our churches out east, and maybe some of you uh, watching that are, are friends and family out east, we're, we're giving towards you, we're praying for you guys, and we're going to have boots on the ground your way. Thank you, North Carolina Assemblies of God. Thank you, Christ in Action. Thank you, Convoy of Hope, all of which that we're partnered with. And here's the amazing, guys, here's the cool thing. Thing too, we were already set to respond. Like we're going to respond more, but we were already set to respond because you give on a weekly basis, and we have amazing ministry partners like NCAG and Convoy of Hope that they're already that they're already in action. So, uh, with all of this feeling overwhelmed, but here's what the here's a, here I, I want to take a different angle because sometimes in your life, have you ever felt overwhelmed when you shouldn't have felt overwhelmed? And then you thought, wait a second, this is a season where I shouldn't be overwhelmed. Why am I overwhelmed? And then you get overwhelmed that you're overwhelmed. And that can be even more overwhelming. So I want to I talk to you this morning a, a, about that. So like even if you're, if you're watching online, listen, your kids have played 12 hours straight of Fortnite. So, so go ahead and, and pull, them, pull them close. Uh, pull them close around you. And we're going to dive into the word this morning. And by the way, I was thinking about this too, like, um, I, I don't know who your meteorologist that you've been following, I've been following uh, Brad, Brad uh, Ponovich, uh, WX Brad on Instagram, so shout out to him, he's been crushing it, but like, all of these guys have been doing an amazing job, probably very little sleep and, and great science and, and all this technology, but, but even yet, I think that they would say, even with the most brilliant minds and all of the technology, like we're giving you our best guess, right? Um, aren't you thankful in life that there's something that we can go to that is not just great minds giving you a really good guess? Like this, this word of God is still absolute and it always has the answers and it is 100% on no matter, no matter what. So, so we're going to go to the word this morning, Deuteronomy chapter 5, let me give you four reasons 
why you might feel overwhelmed when you shouldn't be overwhelmed. Number one is that actually you can feel overwhelmed in life by things that you've just walked out of. And this may be really strange. Okay, so let me, let me uh, give you the context for the Israelites here. The Israelites have just walked out of 40 years in the desert. First of all, they've just walked out of being slaves to the Egyptians. So for 400 years, they were in slavery. God delivered them from the yoke of slavery from the Egyptians. He parted the Red Sea. He used Moses. He brought them across the desert in 11 days. Y'all, the journey across the desert should have only been an 11-day journey. But the Israelites took an 11-day journey and turned it into a 40-year way of life. And we have to be careful in our lives that we never mistake a season of what God has asked us to walk through for the destiny that he's called us to live in. So as Christians, we walk through seasons of hardship. We walk through seasons of sickness. We walk through seasons of suffering. We walk through seasons of storm. So we might be walking through a season of storm, but God hasn't called us to live in a storm. And don't ever mistake what God has called you to walk through for your final destiny. You got to keep on walking. You got to keep on moving. You got to keep on going. And so because of their lack of faith, because of their unbelief, they didn't step in. They didn't fully occupy the territory. So God in his grace and mercy says, I'm not done with you. We're going to give you a chance to do this again. So this is Moses' farewell speech to the Israelites after they've just walked out of the desert in 40 years. And sometimes, here's the strange thing in your life. Sometimes you don't feel overwhelmed in the desert. You feel overwhelmed when you walk out of the desert. And here's why, when you're walking through a desert, your body and your mind and your emotions and your spirit go into survival mode. And when you kick into survival mode, you're not thinking about, boy, how am I going to process the emotions of walking through cancer right now? Are you with me? You're, you're, not, thinking about, you're not thinking about what's my job when you get a diagnosis that says cancer or when you get the notice from your boss that you no longer have the job that you thought you were going to ha have, you're not thinking, boy, let me, let me just step back from life and process my emotions right now. You're not thinking, what's my, what's my 10-year vision? What are you thinking? How am I going to get through today? When you're dealing with something with your, with your kid, when, you're, when your family member is walking through something, so you turn in, your body turns into survival mode. And now, so for 40 years, this is what the Israelites were in. The Israelites weren't thinking about the promised land. They were waking up saying, is there going to be manna on the ground today? Is there going to be water today? Are my shoes going to wear out today? Is God going to give up on us today? And if you've ever walked through a season, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And sometimes then it's when you step out of that season and you're getting ready to walk into the good season that all of the emotions of the past season catch up with you and then you don't understand what's going on. Have you ever had that? So sometimes it's actually when you get the diagnosis that says, here's great news, you're cancer free. And then in the next two months, all of this, it's kind of like a bungee cord or a rubber band. So you've got all of these emotions and you've just been survival mode, survival mode, survival mode, survival mode. And now you get good news. You finally get good news. And then here comes 
wapow, here comes the rubber band of all of those emotions and it overwhelms you on the other side. Is this making sense? See, God is gonna help you to deal with some of those emotions that you think where, where are these things even coming from. So here's the second thing. You can be overwhelmed when you, shouldn't, when you feel like you shouldn't be overwhelmed by lack of specific information. And, and this, is, this is really difficult for an OCD firstborn like myself because I want, I'm like, I want to know all the, I'm a, like, I want to know, Brad, I want to know everything. Like, where exactly is the center of the storm? And where are the winds coming from? Like, I want specific, don't give me your best guess. Give me specific information. That's what the Israelites, well, watch this in verse 22. The Lord spoke these words to all of you assembled there at the foot of the mountain. And he spoke with a loud voice from the heart of the fire, surrounded by clouds and deep darkness. And then listen to this phrase. I love this phrase. He says, that was all God said at the time. Have you ever had a moment like that? Like you're just getting ready to enter into the biggest season of your life. And God was giving you some instructions. But then that was all God said at the time. You know what God didn't say? Like any specific information. You know what God didn't give them? He didn't give them a battle plan. So the next season of their life was all about a battle plan and they had no battle plan. You know what else they didn't have? A map. Like you're going into this brand new land. You know how many of the Israelites out of about 2 million Israelites they were going into the, the Canaan territory? How many of those Israelites had even seen a little bit of that land? Two like two out of two million, they didn't have a battle plan. They had a map. Do you know what they had? Moses just reminded them, so go back in chapter five, and it's like, that's all God told them. That's all God said at the time. You know what God, God had just told them? He just tell, told them the Ten Commandments. And if you're like me, here's what you're thinking. That's great, God, but I need some more specific information before I'm going to take the next step. And sometimes we can get paralyzed in our Christian walk because of a lack of specific information. And can I just tell you that that's what faith is? Faith is you acting on the information you have before God will give you the next step in the information. And we become paralyzed because watch this, watch this. God gave them the exact amount of information that they needed and it had nothing to do. So many times in our life, we want to know the what and we want to know the how, right? God, what are you going to do and how are you going to do it? And God wasn't concerned with the what or the how. You know what God was concerned with? He was concerned with the who. Because the Ten Commandments had nothing to do with the how. It all had to do with their heart condition. And here's what the Lord would say to somebody this morning. Is that don't worry about the next steps. Worry about your heart. If you get your heart right before the Lord, if you get your character right, if you get the fear out, if you get the sin out, if you get the junk out, and if you invite the Spirit of God, you need the Spirit of God in you more than you need a battle plan. And when God, and when you begin to follow the ways of the Lord, he will show you the will of the Lord. The ways of the Lord are more important, or I shouldn't say more important, but it's the first step into getting the will of the Lord. So if you want to know who you're supposed to marry or what you're supposed to study in college or what the next season looks like or what do you do with all that milk and bread, like if you want to know all any of those things, the, it's the who. It's, it's you just getting before God and saying, God, make me a child of God. Make me a person of character. Make me a person of, make me a person. God, I want to be somebody that you're pleased with. I want to be somebody, I want to be a child that you're pleased with. And then, and then the third thing is we can get, this is crazy too, because we can actually get overwhelmed by the closeness of God. 
and again, it should seem like it's the opposite, right? So sometimes we can get overwhelmed by the seasons of, God, I need you to show up. Where are you? But do you know that sometimes you can, you can say something like the Israelites said, God, you're a, little, you're a little too close for comfort. And I like you, I like you here, but you're all, God, you're all up in my personal space right now. So I'm going to have to ask you just to stay at arm. Watch this happen. This happened. So verse 23, but when you heard the voice of the Lord from the heart of the darkness, do you know that sometimes God will be closest to you during your darkest season? When you heard the voice of the Lord from the heart of the darkness while the mountain was blazing with fire and all your tribal leaders and elders came to me and they said, look, the Lord your God has shown us his glory and greatness and we have heard, we have heard his voice. This is before Jesus. This is before the full atonement. This is before they had access to the inner courts. Like the Israelites under the old covenant system heard the voice of God, which is pretty amazing. From the heart of the fire. And they said, today we've seen that God can speak to us as humans and yet live. But now why should we risk death again? If the Lord our God speaks to us again, we will certainly die and be consumed by this awesome fire. Can any living thing hear the voice of the living God from the heart of the fire as we did and yet survive? And so this is what they said to Moses. Moses, you go yourself and listen to what the Lord our God says. Then come and tell us everything that he tells you and we will listen and obey. And that's fine for the Old Testament, but that is not fine for a New Testament believer because we have way too many Christians that are living their spiritual lives vicariously through a church or a ministry or a preacher or a book. And I'm happy for the person that you follow on Instagram, but they didn't bleed and die for you. And Jesus wants to speak to you himself. And so quit stiff arm in the Holy Spirit and say, that's fine for me to hear a word from God through you on a Sunday morning, Pastor Doug. God's calling you closer, and it, I'm, I'm telling you, and it, you've been closer, and it scared you, and so you did this and say, I don't know what to do with that. God spoke to you and you said, I don't know what to do with that. Some of you, God gave you a spiritual dream and it scared you and you step back and say, I don't know what to do with that. Some of you, God spoke to you and he gave you a prophetic word and thoughts came into your head and he gave you a word of knowledge and he started stirring up spiritual gifts in you and you prayed for somebody and somebody got healed. But instead of pressing in further, it actually scared you and said, I don't want that. I'm going to live vicariously through my church. And I'm telling you, I'm just, being, I'm just being real vulnerable with you this morning. This has happened to me over and over and over and over again in my life that God will start stirring up something within me. And I say, God, that's a little too close for comfort. Could you back off just a little bit? But if we are going to receive everything that God has for us as a church and a people, we got to press into the fire even when the fire gets hot. There's going to be times in your life if you're pressing into God, it's not going to feel real good. It's going to feel uncomfortable. Like there's a, there's a distance from a fire that feels safe. And then there's a distance to the fire that feels uncomfortable. And I just feel like God is saying, if you'll come closer, if you'll just come close, if you'll take a step closer, if you'll, if you'll find, a, find a mentor Find one of these, find somebody in your life that you know just prays and get around them and said, I had a dream that I don't know what to do with. Because here's what happens, then we feel embarrassed. Like, we feel embarrassed to say, like, 
God, I felt like God actually spoke to me or I got, felt like God gave me a dream. No, you got it. You got to press in and you got to find a mentor who will walk you through those seasons in your life when he's speaking to you through the heart of the fire and not feel like a spiritual weirdo. Are you with me? Let's press into the heart of the fire by the closeness of, of God. And then here's the, here's the final thing. Here's the final thing. This is crazy, but this happens to so many people. I, I'm convinced it's one of the one of the greatest tools of the enemy that he's working against the believers in the church is that we can get overwhelmed by the idea, by the idea of prosperity. Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.